Radio Pulpit, 6.57 a.m. That was uh, Same God by Elevation Worship. I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. Ooh, we serve a covenant-keeping God, and um, that is the beauty of just knowing and resting upon his promises because we know that he is a covenant-keeping God and not a covenant-breaking God. And uh, that's why that song just hit right in my heart. I don't know about you, but just right here, it just sat right there. It's um, just gone. 37 minutes past 4 p.m. on Spectrum this Friday afternoon and uh, we are still continuing with our conversation with Elizabeth Monareng who is an author, a mental health specialist, a counsellor, a speaker, a minister of the gospel and also actually a PK. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the interesting things is that you actually grew up in a Christian home yeah. and, um, you know, did you ever imagine that you would be in, in ministry? Nope. Never no. in a million years. No. <laughs> yeah. So no. a lot of PKs actually run from the call and say, because, you know, we've seen one, two and three in ministry, perhaps maybe the challenges and the highs and the lows. Mm. A lot of PKs uh, really shy away from that. So we, we're still unpacking the power of woe mentorship, which is a book that is just so power packed <laughs> with so much knowledge and nuggets of wisdom. My, my, question is is here elizabeth is that after going through all that pain yeah. um in in your workplace especially in a foreign land yeah that must have been tough right it was hard how did you emerge from that cocoon as a transformed woman as a woman who did not hold on to bitterness because it, you couldn't have held on to bitterness for much long for you to produce the fruit of this book yeah how did that happen you know, I had to lean on God, first of all. And I had to look into situations like in both ways. Mm-hmm. For example, I, I'm learning or I've been learning throughout my journey in life to look into myself. Uh, what is my contribution? Mm. All right. And why is this person uh, behaving this way? I'm talking about bullying in the book. Mm. And I explain how or uh, what bullies actually go through because bullies are actually people who've been hurt, who've been abused, who've been bullied before. Sure. So they perpetuate a cycle almost. Yes. Mm. Yes. And so I had to look into that as well to look into the person who is bullying me in the workplace. Mm. Um, what is the reason? I, I'm black, you are white. Um, you have more advantage. That it is true. It's not only in South Africa. It's everywhere. You know, the skin is like you. You. You have more advantage than I do. But even, let's just bring it back a little bit home. I, I, I wouldn't even say that it's much, I mean, it, it could be different in your case. Mm. I think a lot of people who are probably listening have had glimpses in their past or experiences yeah. in their past. It doesn't even take um, race to divide you, yeah. right? It could be somebody of the same race, somebody yeah. of a very similar background to you, but you would yes. still, um, this person would exert some sort of power over you or yeah. feel the the need to crush you down and for what good reason well we don't know we're trying to unpack that and yeah. if you have experienced that just send us a whatsapp on zero eight two six five seven two seven two nine, just so that we can have a conversation yeah. and really coping mechanisms of how to <laughs> when you're in a workplace how do you deal with that how do you not 
you know, sink into a depression? How do you not dread going to work every morning? You know, even, even you know, as we are talking about the, the issue of race and everything, to add on, even the issue of qualifications, you find someone is highly qualified than you are. And, you know, I don't want people to, to think or to start uh, feeling bad about the racial issues or anything like that because the reality is um, there is some form of an advantage somehow in the workplace. And also with the fact that people are, you find someone who is highly educated and knowledgeable with the best experience, someone who should be um Dishing your hands, yes, and mentoring you, yes, and they they just loathe you (laughs) (laughs) for no reason, (laughs) for no reason. (laughs) But I had to love Mm. first myself, accept who I am. Hence, I'm an African. I, I I don't apologize. I'm an African. I'm a woman. I am intelligent. I am wise. I don't apologize for it. I don't, you know, in my previous book, I, I talk about the, the word view and the world view of self-confidence. And my confidence is in Christ. Amen to that. And I don't walk into places, uh, you know, looking at who is lower than I am or who I can showcase myself to, to say I'm better than you. No, I'm better than no one. Um, but that's just the thing. When you have the the knowledge of <laughs> your identity in yeah. Christ Jesus, yeah. there's absolutely no uh, no agenda to yeah. try and mimic someone else. There's no agenda to try and compete. No. There's no agenda to try and outshine. Because you know that which God has called you for, you will automatically be able to shine in that gifting yeah. and that talent and that bending. Yeah. No one can outshine another person. The kingdom is large enough to accommodate all of our talents and for us to work with one another complementing one another instead of competing with one another right so so tell us a little bit you you say that you've got a testimony (laughs) uh, at the at the end of this book just in a in a few words what what can you take us through your testimony Uh, i talk about uh how i had to heal from abuse myself Mm -hmm. Uh, because most of the times you also are in in a victim position and you all already have boxing gloves on. Mm. defending yourself. I talk about defensiveness in the book as well. Mm. Because sometimes when someone comes and they punch you and they find you blocking and ready, then you give them power to do it over and over. Mm. Because that's what fuel they need to bully you because you stand up for yourself. So I had to learn to stand up for myself with dignity. And I wrote, I write about it in the book to say, fight with dignity. My dad taught me that. Mm. Um, and, you know, sometimes you feel like I've been through a lot. I, I don't even have a little bit of it left. I feel naked. Mm. Um, how do I fight then with dignity, you know? And the word of God taught me a lot from Esther. Ooh, I, I so love the woman. Mm. You know, she, she took me through dealing with the spirit of of uh, uh, of an orphan mm-hmm. dealing with the the victim mentality and she was a true orphan i am not oh 
okay, fine, my mom passed away, but really, you know, my dad is still alive. Mm. And I went through a lot of things when my mom was still alive. I was not an orphan then, but I had the spirit because I'd been abused before, you know. And so uh, also my dad, my parents being in ministry, I felt neglected a lot. Mm -hmm. And that also contributed to that spirit. And so, I, I, you know, she taught me to deal with it in a dignified manner because it is not the reality of go- of who God says you are. Mm. Even if you can lose parents, but that is not the reality of who you are. Yeah. The reality of who you are has been settled before the foundations of the earth. You have been called and ordained before the foundations of the earth, called by a name when you are still in your mother's womb. Mm. You cannot... You cannot take your journey and put it at heart and and measure, you know, measure your destiny uh, through it, through the eyes of your journey. It's just a journey. You know, get that mind that wherever you are, you are a sojourner. You you are meant to move on because you have a destination. You have... um, a, a promised land that you should get to. I like that. I like the way you put it, that one has a destination and yeah. not for us to be at times stuck. And and I'm not in any way, uh, you know, <laughs> diminishing some stresses that people go yeah. through at work or diminishing um, abuse and, uh, and bullying even yeah. at work or even outside of work. Yeah. But there's a decision that you have to make as an individual uh, where you get to just God, a place that only you and God can reside yeah. in. Uh, and I think the late Maya Angelou said it's a pristine place. Yes. It's a place that only God can reside. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's your duty as well as to how will you respond Right. Yes. Uh, more often than not, we just react yeah. with the with the boxing gloves. Boxing gloves. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you back, and maybe hit you even harder. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But but when you when you grow in the Lord and you you get to understand the precepts and the principles of our kingdom, you understand that as a kingdom woman, you are a kingdom ambassador. You yes. are an ambassador of of the heavenly kingdom. Yeah. So even if you are tempted, because you're human, to yeah. put on the d- boxing gloves and to say you. Know, come for me. Um, I've got an uppercut. I'm, I'm going to jab you here. <laughs> Even if you have all of those, retreat, right? Yeah. Retreat and, and look for a way that you can actually respond instead of reacting from, from emotion. Mm. How then um, can women, uh, you know, who have just heard about this book, know how to navigate in in those tricky positions where they feel neglected yeah. or abused or pushed into a corner how what were the the practical coping mechanisms that they can use uh there's a lot of them i think in every chapter i put uh practicalities and the realities okay and um one of them is to learn conflict management mm. it's not just in the book or it's not just in the books but it's a reality so i i simplify it i i take it from the book <laughs> but i simplify it um to match to match our day-to-day living because at the end of the day it's something that you cannot practice at work by the way Mm. Uh, you can't because at work we have SOPs and whatnot and we have uh, procedures you know for harassment and whatnot it's not even as easy as you say it there, there must be there will be a procedure but it's not always that you would want to use it because 
really the after effects especially when you are a child of god the after effects of pointing at someone and writing a big thing to say they are bullying me might not even be um okay for you to handle afterwards if they are dismissed from work and you find out that this particular bully has gone through one two three for them to react this way how are you going to feel so what are you saying do we come and hug and say kumbaya it's okay you can not always it's not always possible yeah deal with yourself Mm. fight with dignity deal with yourself and there are fights that you need to engage in but you have to find a better way of doing it there's always a better way mm. there are fights that you don't need to i always you know in my new workplace they they i'm sure they are looking at me and wondering because this other one was saying you are so calm and i'm like no i i've noticed that there are people who really are stressed and who are really really battered in life and on a serious note and you find that even on treatment i can't add to that no, ailment. No, I can't. I yeah. can't. And, and be a walking turmoil exactly. in somebody's life. Exactly. No, yeah. I cannot. So I deal with myself every day and there are times where I will deal with you but I always try to do it with dignity because I've created a lot of casualties when I fought for myself, when I had my boxing gloves on a lot. Mm. And you will still do it. Once in a while, you will still do it. Um, It's a journey that you grow (laughs) into. And you forgive yourself all the time. Uh, You have a merciful God as well. I have conversations with the Father and laugh at everything. And, you know, I don't condemn myself because the word said I shouldn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because even if my heart condemns me, he doesn't. Yes. So I, I, I walk through it. Um, with his wisdom, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. How much of, you know, fighting with dignity, can we say, is attributed to to finding rest in the word of God and in his promises towards us? I just want to also reiterate that our foundational scripture of the day comes from the book of Psalms, that's Psalms 20, verse 78, and it reads as follows, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. They are brought to their knees and fall but we rise up and stand firm so how much of that of of fighting with dignity um, is actually very reliant on our understanding our in internalizing the word of God Mm -hmm. and the promises of God Uh, I talk about knowing yourself in Christ it's the most important thing the minute you know yourself nothing can push you around the economy cannot push you around Mm. Patriarchy cannot push you around. Feminism, we we really are not to fight with that. I don't even understand. You know, we try to explain it, <laughs> but when you read and 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 research the theory, no, it's not for us. In are Christ. you are you speaking about feminism? Yes. No, absolutely not. It's, a, it's, it's not a it's, biblical no, no, principle no, 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 no. because uh, you know, as kingdom citizens, we're balanced. Yes. We understand the order of the kingdom. So yeah, yes. no. So. None of that can can push you around. Mm. Uh, not your gender, mm-hmm. not your, your uh, race, no race, uh, not your physique, <laughs> not your ability or disability. Mm. If you know who you are in Christ, and I'm not talking about I am saved, I'm a child of God, I am blessed. No, 
know your purpose. Mm. That is your true identity. Mm. Your true identity is not only because you are you are saved and you are going to heaven. Your true identity is what is your assignment? What is your portion in the field? Wow. When Christ says, occupy until I come, yes. what is your portion? Do you know it? Where is it? Do you know it? When you get there, my dad taught me something. I used to complain to him a lot. And he, he would always say, when you understand your assignment, certain things don't matter. Sure, I love shout out to Dad for that. Yeah. That is epic. Yeah. So it's about understanding your assignment. Now, for those of us who are probably listening, maybe driving from work, going home, um, those who want to be in contact with you, perhaps for counseling, because you're a pastoral counselor as mm-hmm. well. You are an author, a businesswoman, so many facets that we couldn't even get into the nitty gritties of. How do they get a hold of you? You can send me a WhatsApp text on 081-802-6194 or 012-252-6334. Or you can get me on my Facebook page, Holistic Wellness Solutions with Mashadi Munaring, and just send me an inbox and mm. I will respond. Wow, yeah. what what a conversation. Thank you so much, uh, Elizabeth Munaring, a, an author, a mental health specialist, a pastoral counselor and a speaker, a businesswoman and an ICU nurse, a woman who is passionate about helping and uplifting other women. Thank you for spending your uh, Friday afternoon here with us on Spectrum. Thank you too. And thank you to all the listeners. And I really wish not only women, um, just before we finish, there's a part there where I speak about what happens when men and women work together. Mm. Uh, I, I, I speak about the mentorship of Mordecai to Esther. Absolutely. I speak about the, the, men, the mentorship of Caleb to Asha. Mm. I mean, it, she was her daughter, I mean, his daughter. But for her to be so bold, to be able to say, give me, you know, give me. Yeah. Give me the field and give me streams of water with it. If you are going to give my hand in marriage to this man, you've got to give me, you know. I, I, I think it was it was from a position of um, confidence mm-hmm. because that's how he raised her. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, mentorship whether, you know, between young and old, mm-hmm. you know, a different gender to a next or woman to woman, I'm all for it. About uplifting one another yeah. and equipping one another so that we can move with the kingdom agenda forward. Oh yes. Thank you so much. Thank um you. I think we just need a bit of a a bit of a worship song, <laughs> a bit of a praise song. We've had conversation, great conversation coming through from uh, Elizabeth Monaring who has just been telling us the importance of proper mentorship and um, ensuring that you are moving in the giftings and the talents and the purpose that God has set out for you. Do enjoy the next one. From your ear, to your heart, to your mouth, to your feet. Join this life on 657 AM. For there is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to reap and a time to sow. Radio Pulpit wishes to be there at all times, even when you just need prayer. Send us your prayer request by calling 067-429-7564 or email it to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home or wherever they are, night or day. 
through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.